We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. As we continue on, both the University of Miami men and women this week will be at Clemson. Up first, the University of Miami women's team will take on the Clemson Tigers tomorrow night. University of Miami head coach Katie Meyer is joining us. Coming off a week where they had a good win against Boston College and a tough one coach against Wake Forest. Uh, I have amnesia. I don't remember anything about Wake Forest. Let's talk about Boston College. Exactly. That was a good win, though, for you against Boston College. They came out. They were ready to play. Oh, uh, yeah. That that was, you know, BC was really disciplined and really, um, really to the scout. And so it took us, it, it was it was nice to see the team grow. I mean, we really grew. We were in a hole and uh, we fought through it, played together, played really connected as a unit. And then uh, the game kind of broke there um, coming out of halftime, which has been a great quality of this team. We go in at halftime and, they're, you know, we're making adjustments and stuff and then uh, come back out and really try to impose our will. And uh, it was it was a wonderful team victory that was one of the funnest performances of the year i thought i thought we looked phenomenal yeah and then you had to go on the road wake forest and and uh you had a tough battle with them a couple weeks ago at home as it goes in this league uh it's hard to win on the road teams do protect the home court yeah and then you know a lot of credit to wake forest i mean literally they 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 consistently have defended they just beat louisville so they at home they had good confidence there um you know it's always hard to just you know they, they scout very very well they you know they they have very strong legs, and um, they, they they have decent amount of discipline. And you know, I mean, Destiny has scored. Destiny Harden herself takes sixteen free throws at home against Boston College. Destiny herself, Destiny at Wake Forest, zero free throw attempts. And Miami as a team only had seventeen. So you know, you got to give credit to Wake Forest. You got to understand you're playing on the road, and the whistles probably won't go in your favor all the time. And uh, I, it was it was a really frustrating game, but we didn't lose we didn't lose our composure. We got down and we fought back, and then late game execution we did every play every execution exactly what we wanted but you know we just could not get to the free throw line they just wouldn't wouldn't give us a, that opportunity so we had to we had to make the basket and the only one who really made it well, at the end there it was jazz and she had a great offensive rebound put back but you know it was a frustrating night for us but um certainly not a lack of effort or communication by my team well you're only one game out of the top four inside the acc with uh <laughs> with with a good with still uh, a lot of basketball to be played here yeah. another five weeks or so yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's there's no you know there's a separation right now, but a lot of it's just scheduling, you know. Um, but that game, you, you win it. So they, let's say they don't get three free throws on that really well defended play. Let's just say they don't. The refs don't give Wake the free free, and we win, right? Let's right. just say that happened. Now we're in fourth place, you know. But because of that one call, you, you're you're in eighth. So you can't get you can't get too high. You can't get too low. It's so much left to play. It'll all play out. I know we're one of the better teams in the conference, so. Yeah. What do you know, what do you think you know right now about your team that will carry you forward? Well, I mean, it's a good thing and it's a hard thing. I mean, it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse sometimes. It's, you know, we were in the fourth quarter now. Um, the, the lineup, the fourth quarter lineup against, let's say, Notre Dame wasn't anywhere near the fourth quarter lineup that we played at Wake Forest. So I literally 
you know, I close my eyes, I clean the slate, go into the game. You have a competitive memory as a coach. You know who's been practicing well. Um, pretty much, you know, we're going to play 10 players in the first quarter and, and we see how it's playing out and see what our advantage is. But we had Haley, Hannah, Shay on that backcourt. Those three, I don't think, have finished a game for us this year. And then, and then Jazz or Dez with Lola. Um, and that's kind of how we finished the game. And, um, you know, that's a different lineup. So one thing I know for sure is if you're going to compete and play hard that night, and you know, you're, you're taking advantage of your matchup, um, you're going to stay in. I mean, and, and that's the thing. And so I think other teams have a hard time scouting us. But, um, you know, I, I traditionally have had the same starting lineup almost the whole year and the same finishing lineup for sure in all of my seasons here. But this year is different. And, and um, you know, we're being fair to everybody and, and everybody's getting a chance. Uh, you go into this Clemson game, they're coming off a loss to North Carolina. They're 4-7 and seven in ACC play. They have had a couple of good wins. Uh, what concerns you about Clemson? Well, this is what concerns me, and this is the, the score in the Clemson-North Carolina game. North Carolina was up 22 points in the third quarter. Okay? So at one point it was something like 39-17. to 17, All right? And then Clemson went on a 20-2 run in six minutes of basketball and all of a sudden it was 41 to 37. So this is, this is never a game where you can take a second off. Um, they had Notre Dame beat at home. They've had a lot of tough, tough games at home that they've played really competitively. And then they beat Virginia tech at home. So, um, you know, Clemson is looking at us saying, well, if we beat Miami, we're ahead of them in the standings, then, you know, we're one of the top teams. So, um, it's going to be a dog fight. Uh, we got two games versus Clemson still remaining on our schedule. So, um, you know, the, 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 this, this is going to be one of those games that is huge if you win it, and it puts you in a tough spot if you lose it. Well, please uh, set the precedent. You're you're up first. You can beat Clemson on Thursday, and then the men can roll in there on Saturday and win. There we go. There we go. Let's go, Miami. That's because we're we're. Um, but Clemson's uh, they're scoring more than they have in the past. Uh, they they really really look very very good, and they're. Their, their defensive effort, I mean, you know, it, it reminds us of us, you know, how you pressure the ball and you got those guards that just don't quit on the ball and chase people down. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a frenetic game, unlike the Wake Forest game, which was very, very um, sluggish, right? But, I mean, on purpose by Wake, they control the tempo and they want it in the 50s. Clemson's going to want the game to be up and down, up and down, up and down. So we're going to have to see where our advantage is as the game plays itself out. Uh, when you get done with Clemson, you do come home, back to back home games. Uh, Georgia Tech and Florida State. Uh, those are two nice matchups. Looking forward uh, to what you have in terms of you know playing home games and, and having an opportunity for fans to come out and see your team. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's you know, and, and it's it's those two games are. You know, if you were anywhere else, you weren't in the ACC, and you had the opportunity to say to your fans, "Guess what? This next week, we have you know a top twenty-five team coming in here, and then a team that was in the tournament last year. I mean, it would be a season worth of, of just excitement, and we'll have them back to back. So, um, I really hope people come and fill up the Watsco because that Boston College game. Let me tell you what that the, the crowd was amazing, and it fueled our comeback. No question that Category 5 was there. Some of the Greek students were there. Uh, our fans were on their feet, and it makes a huge difference, and it gives us a lot of energy. Uh, defensively, you've driven your number down to about 62 points per game. Um, I know if the answer is going to be you'd always like to be better than that, but where do you see your defense trending? Um, well, I thought we defended Wake pretty well. Um, it was a lower possession game, though, so sometimes the numbers – you know, it's more about your defensive efficiency and, and how many possessions you give back to the other team. But um, it, when we take care of the ball, 
uh, our defense is our numbers are great. So a lot of the times it's just been us being a little careless. And so against Boston College, we had a low, low turnover count and um, we're able to hold them. And um, against Wake Forest, you know, our turnovers were a lot of times three seconds. They were dead ball. They were three seconds in the lane or a charge or a ball out of bounds. There weren't, there weren't a lot of steals. So we were able to keep it low there too. Clemson, if we do turn it over, I'd rather that we throw it to the 20th row in the bleachers <laughs> because if they steal it, it's, it's a bucket. So um, we're going to have to keep that trend going. You know, our offense is going to have to protect our defense, time of possession. Um, last week we talked about uh, Haley Cavender and what she means to your program and the free throw shooting. Uh, Jalea Williams, local player, always seems to have a smile on her face, uh, mainly, um, but appears to me to, that maybe the next one, next wave of player for you, that's another great ambassador for your program. Oh yeah, Julia is everything. You know, she's she's joyful and um, and but also ultra competitive. Yeah. I think for her, it's the evolution of her game and, and the scouting report. You know, if you start every game as a freshman, you know, she pretty much started most of her games as a freshman. You're on the first page of the scouting report your whole career, right? Yeah. So if you if you if you have a tendency or a weakness in your game. Um, you know, they're talking about you. So I think that this year she, the scout has been pretty consistent on her and she's got to overcome her scout and she's been in the gym working. But um, I think that's that's one thing that the games that are a little bit more op- open court. She has a little bit more ability to attack and the teams that sort of pack it in like Wake Forest did. It's and, and they kind of stay off her. She, she's, she gets a little bit frustrated. So um, but she shows up every day, practice, ready to compete and wanting to be a great teammate. And that's all you can ask. Uh, there are some. Uh, there have been some big games uh, in women's basketball recently. We talked about South Carolina last week, still rolling at twenty-one and zero. LSU is also undefeated. Is there a huge difference between those two teams? Yeah, you know, I haven't really, really been watching um, them as much, um, but uh, I think South Carolina just has that. that uh, they're a little bit bigger in every position, but LSU um, is. Definitely a little bit faster, so um, then uh, that'll be interesting to see that matchup. Yeah, that's right. In the Southeastern Conference and the ACC, you have four, three, four teams in the top twenty. So uh, that's oh, yeah. you know I'm on the regional ranking committee. So uh, you know with with the, the net, which I, I'm not a big proponent of the net. I mean, I, I think that there are some offensive efficiency numbers in the net that you know if you're beating a team by fifteen, you you don't want to. You know, you don't want to put your subs in because if you win by 20, all of a sudden you get net credit. And I just, I don't know. I don't think that's good for the game. But in any case, we have 15 teams in the league and 14 of them are in the top 80 in the net. There's only one team that's lower than 80. And that's ridiculous. I mean, if you do the math, you know, (laughs) every team in the ACC, 1 through 14, could consider themselves on the bubble at this yeah. point in the season. And that's as tough as it's ever been. We've never had such strong power numbers. And we have one, two, three, four, five. I think five are in the top 10. Top, the five are in the top 25, sorry. Um, so of the net rankings. So do the math there. I mean, it's just incredible, the conference. So, you know, we're, we have six wins right now. I don't talk about that out of the column. I just say every game's an opportunity and let's add to it. Mm-hmm. And we got to add to it. We got to add some more wins to that column. It's funny you bring up the net. Because, you know, before it was the RPI, now it's the net. I kind of like math as much as everybody else, I guess, maybe. But I don't know. I don't get it on the men's side or the women's side. No, and the trend, unfortunately, is you get 
yeah, everybody, the, the conference commissioners, the television, they want great non-conference games. But there are a couple teams, and, and I won't call them out, but that have done just the opposite and said, let's schedule really easy and win every game by 20 and come into a conference, not in our conference, but in other conferences, come in undefeated. Um, and then the net starts and you're number two in the net. You're undefeated and you've won all the, every game by 20. But that's not really what it's going to grow our game. So that's, that's the negative of it. And uh, I've been pretty vocal about it because I just think, you know, we got, we got eyes watching our game. You know, they yeah. want to see incredible basketball. And we're encouraging just the opposite. Um, so when I'm on the committee that I'm on, I always say, well, that's the net. But that's not what matters. The head-to-head, I'll tell you, you know, and kind of shift the conversation, which I think has happened at both the men and the women's. Yeah. I feel like they reduce the impact of what you do in your conference. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, it used to be, hey, go out and schedule all these non-conferences. Win or lose, you know, it's good. The power ratings, power ratings, power ratings. But, you know, people have figured out a formula that is uh, just not great for the sport. One other thing on that, on postseason. Has postseason, refresh us a little bit, postseason – locations is that that's uh evolving right is it changed this it's year this year yeah so they'll still have the the top four seeds will still host but from there we're going to super regionals yeah. so we're not going um through so then 16 teams will go to the the sites and and instead of uh so you'll, you'll get to your sweet i'm sorry eight teams you'll get to your sweet 16 and then there'll be two um super regional sites all right that, and i think they're changing um are they aren't they changing the final four the the dates in terms? Uh, uh, not this year, and okay. it's, it was on the table, but yeah, I don't I don't know what's official yet, so I have to shush. Okay, all right. Well, the, the more cover the more coverage, the better, right? Yeah, right. And th- there's a lot of options out there, but uh, for right now, for this year, I mean, the, the the change this year is the first two rounds will be on the top seeded teams' home sites, and then if you get to the Sweet Sixteen, you're going to one of two super regionals, and okay. you're there for the, the next um, round of games. All right, so coming up, Clemson on uh, coming up, Clemson on Thursday. That's a late game, by the way, eight o'clock game. Yeah, yeah, tough. And then Sunday at noon, so that's one of those tougher turnarounds because uh, Clemson doesn't have an airport, so you got to drive a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know that's not fun. And then so it's going to be a late night, and then we're going to turn around and play early on Sunday. But um, that's why we need the crowd. The crowds help you forget you're tired. You yeah. know, crowds just you forget you're tired when you're playing in front of a great crowd. Okay, Georgia Tech and Florida State coming to the Wasco Center uh, the next two games after Clemson. Uh, thank you so much. The very best of luck against the Tigers tomorrow night. All right. Bye-bye. All right, that's University of Miami head coach Katie Meyer. Thanks to Hurricanes head coach Jim Laranega for joining us. Also, Dan Radikovich. Don't forget uh, Hurricanes basketball coming up on Saturday. We'll have it for you from Clemson, South Carolina. Tip-off is at 3 o'clock, and we'll be on the air at 2.30 for Miami and Clemson right here on WQAM. Thanks to our producer, Danny Garcia. Thanks for joining us, and have a very pleasant good evening. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.